Welcome to the TurfNet Renovation Report, sponsored by Golf Preservations, the Greens Drainage Specialist. I'm Anthony Piapi, your host, and joining me today is Kelly Shoemate, who is the Director of Golf Course Maintenance uh, at the Greenbrier Resort. And I want to welcome you to the show. Kelly, how are you? Great, great, Tony. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, my pleasure. So explain to people about the resort and how many courses there are and what and what you what what you take care of, what properties you take care of. Right now, the 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 resort itself comprises of uh, two eighteen hole golf courses. That's the the old white and also the meadows, and we have a nine holes uh, that are open on the green bar course. Uh, then also we have a private uh, leg, uh, uh, and it's the Green Bar Sporting Club, and it has 18 holes designed by Tom Fazio, and it has a nine-hole short course as well that opened up uh, last month. Okay, and that's the course that you designed, right? Correct. And you patterned it. You're a, you're a Seth Rayner, Charles Blair McDonald fan, so that was kind of patterned after some of their work? Exactly. You know, I... I I did a couple template holes there, and uh, you know it's a it's a real short course. It's walking only. It's uh, it's nine holes, and we have two double greens. Um, uh, the longest hole is 116 yards. The shortest hole is uh, 58 yards. So it's one of those uh, you can play in in under an hour. Just uh, uh, walk around it. It. it uh, uh, it's got some old school flair, I would say, to it. Uh, you know, it, it we do have a Redan hole. Uh, I have a punch bowl green. So I mean, it's 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 a lot of fun. It seems it's been open right at a month now, and and uh, every time I go by there, it seems like, you know, there's three or four groups out there playing it. So I think uh, I think it's it's been a hit so far. Fantastic. And let's talk about the old white, which hosts a PJ Tour event. Talk about the design heritage of that golf course well the old white uh was designed in uh 1914 by uh cb mcdonald and seth rayner and um it was actually the the second course here on hotel property the first course was in 1911 and it was uh it it was designed by Alexander Finley, and later in uh, 1923, Rayner uh, redesigned that course while he was here on property, redesigning the Green Bar course <clears throat> in 24. But uh, in 1914, the old white was built, and uh, it's been the you know our highest. Uh, played course annually and it's the one that we hold the uh green bar classic on uh for the last eight years and uh uh it it was real close to howard's creek uh howard's creek is a it's about a 65 foot wide creek that runs right through the middle of our property and uh um so old white's right next to howard's creek so it, it received a lot of damage during the the 2016 flood yeah and that's what i want to talk to you about we're gonna there's going to be a number of golf courses and golf facilities throughout uh the path of florence that have suffered uh, hurricane florence that suffered some devastating uh, damage to the golf course and your golf course received an incredible amount of damage in 2016 for superintendents who are dealing with this 
take me through some things that that you had to do to get the golf course back and let's start with right after the storm with bridges out and crew members that had to get trouble getting to work and taking care of families and all that kind of stuff tell me about the days when the when the rain stopped and maybe the water started receding well sure and and this and our situation was a little different from what people are experiencing now because it kind of came out of nowhere a bunch of sales came upon us and just dumped there's report some reports say it was eight inches some 11 inches that fell within a really a a two to three hour window and it kind of came out of the blue it was a freak occurrence they called it a thousand year event but uh uh so we didn't have time for prepare to prepare nothing you know we thought we were going to get a one of our typical half-inch thunder showers or thunderstorms there in the summer, like we typically typically get here. But uh, what happened in our situation because it affected the whole community? Um, we had actually in the whole state because of this weather event, there was 23 uh, individuals lost their lives, and just in our county alone, Greenbrier County there were 14 people in our area here that uh, lost their lives. So we had a human element that out of our staff, say, you know, right around 45 people, I had uh, actually one of our irrigation attendants, he lost his sister during the uh, during the flood, and, and uh, one of my superintendents lost their house. The superintendent on the Green Bar course, Nate Bryant, he lost his home. We had uh, six he, other. He lost his home? Yeah, he lost his entire home. Wow, that's amazing, yeah. Yeah, we had six other team members here that was on the golf maintenance team. Um, you know, they had uh, lost their home. So once, you know, at, once everyone could get back to the facility, I just gathered everyone up and, and kind of just said, look, this is going to be a – long drawn out process please take care of you know your own needs first uh you know the golf course will be here and and what members weren't affected you know it was time to go wrap our heads around what we needed to do and and kind of evaluate the situation and 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 move on from there and and once those other team members got you know their personal uh uh problems resolved and uh you know i told them to to take all the time they needed but to to come back and and do that first and how long did that take tony we started actually there were uh, you know dogs and, and ems workers up and down howard's creek for a good two weeks right after it actually still looking for bodies on the golf course and you know right around the golf course i mean our pump house there's actually a a young lady they found her and that's that's only about 300 feet from my office where i'm sitting at now so i mean it's there was a good two weeks there that no one was even thinking about what we had to do on golf it was more search and rescue and trying to to help everyone out in the community but once you know that two weeks and and all the bodies were found and and the people were were uh, kind of trying somewhat to get back to uh, Sentinel and and evaluating what all needed to be done. We kind of went to work right after that two week window. 
So so let's get let's get back to this next. So so did you lose? You must have lost crew then for an extended period of time. People who couldn't get into work had other things to do than come come into work. Is that correct? You're right. You're right. I mean, it, it was a good uh, you know month. I would say before we had everyone back. Uh, and then even after that month, people were still dealing with their own issues. Uh, a lot of people, you know, even though they might not have lost their house or something, there was damage done to their property. So they were trying to work and then going home after hours and getting as much done as they could. So, I mean, it, it, it really hurt us. And, and the other thing that, you know, w- when it comes to rebuilding the golf courses and 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 assessing the damage, the other thing that kind of got us is you know you're right in the middle of the summer. Most most architects, most uh, construction companies, you name it, um, uh, a lot of the materials. You know it's hard to uh, flip the switch, so to speak, and 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 just go into construction mode. A lot of a lot of those contractors that I have used in the past, uh, they already had work. Uh, their workload was already scheduled out. So that that presented, a, material-wise, that presented its own set of problems, just getting material in and out. And uh, were kind of hard to get to anyway. And then when you tried to ramp up the time frame in order for us to get everything done, it, it, it that was a, a challenge in and of itself. And did you lose bridges around the golf course to make you know traversing your property even difficult? We did. We did. We uh, actually where the where we built the little short course uh, that used to be uh, uh, holes eleven and twelve of the meadows, and we had a seventy-five foot long uh, arched bridge that was completely uprooted and it settled about uh three quarters of a mile down the road i mean so oh man so a big heavy so there was things like that we had a lot of car paths that were destroyed uh you know there was three holes on the meadows that you really couldn't see a blade of grass there was so much silt debris you know um, uh, stuff deposited right on our on our fairway you couldn't you literally couldn't see a blade of grass on it and so your priority at this point now the grass is growing right the water recedes and the parts that didn't get affected by the flood you have grass growing at what point do you start to be able to mow again what we did was we we assessed a i had my superintendents and assistants and i teamed them with golf pros the first thing we had to do is go and assess all the damage and 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 try to prioritize right. uh, what we were going to do and then i had to get all of that compiled and, and meet with the resorts officials and we had to determine okay it it, it Instead of, you know, a few areas, this is pretty much a redo on two courses. So how do we want to go about tackling that? There was some, uh, you know, because we were dealing with uh, the insurance piece of it, we had to make sure that we were um, going about it in the way that the insurance companies knew what we were doing. And so there's communications involved on that end. And uh, and it was just, you know, it was a good week just trying to figure out, okay, what all had to be rebuilt. The other part, too, is, you know, it, the Green Bar is a high-profile 
resort. Uh, we had a product before the flood that we were charging 300 bucks around for. So we had 18 holes that were consistent. Well, not all the greens were affected. Not all the fairways were affected, but were we going to have some brand new greens and then uh, on the ones that we had to rebuild, those would be brand new, but the old ones, you know, we had some fairways that were 100 years old. So we had a product before that was, you know, all consistent and they played and 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 looked the same. If we went and put a piecemeal together and just put a Band-Aid on and, and just redid the holes that were affected, that wasn't something that we felt like we could still sell for the price that we needed to do, uh, needed to get at the resort. So uh, there, there was a lot of things that uh, it, it was a complicated right. uh, ordeal, just weeding through all what can we do, what should we do, and, and how to do it. <laughs> right, right. That's interesting, Kelly. Let's, let's do this. Let's take a break to, uh, to take a word from our sponsor, and we'll be right back after this. From green strainage to sod work, Golf Preservations can handle your project with ease and give you the peace of mind to know the professionals are caring for your valuable golf course assets. Visit GolfPreservations.com or call 606-499-2732 to talk to us directly about your next project. Okay, we're back on the TurfNet Renovation Report, and my guest today is Kelly Shoemate, the Director of Golf Course uh, Maintenance for the Green Barrier Resort. And... Kelly, I want to touch back on some touch on something you spoke of a little earlier. This idea that insurance companies are going to be involved. Uh, th- so this is important for superintendents and facilities to document the repairs that they make and all of that kind of stuff, right? So that the the the, uh, the insurance companies know what they're what they have to pay for. Exactly, exactly. We we thought we had a meeting shortly after it, and we knew the scope of the damage, and it was so bad. Uh, Tony, that we you you really couldn't drive a uh, utility vehicle or a gator around our property. So what we did was we gave our assistant superintendents, superintendents, and teamed them up with uh, golf pros, caddy masters, anybody that was available to walk around, and and we put like four people per course and armed them with cameras and notepads, and they just walked hole to hole. Um, you know, each course might have had a thousand uh, pictures associated with it. So we could document it, put it in a, uh, you know, a catalog that we had to say, okay, because there was so much devastation around the area. Uh, the, the adjusters weren't going to show up the next day. It might not even be the next week. So right. we knew we didn't have that much time to spare. So we wanted to get it all documented before it the cleanup started and the repair started. So that way we had evidence on exactly what, what had happened. And, and so there wouldn't be any questionable questions, you know, after afterwards. So I, I think that's one good point. Anyone dealing with it before things are cleaned up, you know, I've learned, uh, uh we had the ratio here back in 2012 where we had, 70-some trees uh, come down right before the Greenbrier Classic, and we only had a few days. Well, you know, it, it's nice to have some visual uh, evidence uh, if you're dealing with the insurance uh, piece, uh, just so there's no questions after the fact. 
That's interesting. And now, were you were you able to hire extra workers to come in and help with the cleanup? To or was that just your staff that did that? Because it sounds like it was an immense project. It, it was. It was a combination of both. So we had these. Uh, uh, they were throughout the area, not only just here in the golf course, but other parts of the hotel, all down the town. The, the, the Storm National Disaster Recovery Teams, and those those were actually provided. Uh, a, uh, those companies were actually provided f- from our insurance carrier. So they told us, here's these national disaster cleanup efforts because there were some things where we knew that look this is a total redo just get get everything cleaned up first so they dealt with most of the uh, debris and the trash and and there was a lot of environmental issues i mean we had uh, tanker trucks kerosene tanks you name it deposited through the creeks and things like that so they wanted their own people you know, specialized people to clean some of that stuff up uh, that that are used to dealing with those type situations. So they they focused on that. I used my team to, you know, take care of the property that wasn't affected by the flood. And then also our management team here was uh, busy trying to get uh, our reconstruction and restoration efforts underway. And when when did the actual redesign or you know re- restoration rec- reclamation of especially old white because it's the most high, pro- high profile of the course when did it actually start when did you get an architect in there when did when did you get a construction company in there well well luckily I I had a uh, a good relationship with Keith Foster and uh, I had had Keith on property. Uh, a few years earlier, looking at some uh, potential uh, bunker renovation, and I was so we had a relationship there, and and I called Keith shortly after. Once I got the okay t- from our uh, uh, upper management here at the the Greenbrier, I I told him, you know, we're dealing with the uh, CB McDonald Seth Rainer Classic. It needs to be put back in the right way, and and and. I wanted to to get someone like Keith to steer that along. Uh, so they gave me the okay with him, and he was gracious enough. He had a full boatload, but I'd sent him some pictures, some text messages, and I, just knowing Keith and what a great guy he is, I think he felt sorry for us. So he agreed to come <laughs> in and. He agreed to come in and 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 help us uh, help us along, and I, we started uh, and then. I, I, uh, I have used McDonald's and Sons in the past uh, okay. for work, little work here and there on the uh, the old white in years past, and uh, so I called uh, those guys. I have a good relationship with them and brought them in, and um, uh, we probably were. Uh, I think we started work on the course. Once we identified the scope and what had to be done, we we went to work probably about three weeks after the flood happened. We had boots on the ground and we had cleaned up the areas in in in, in preparation for uh, the restoration work to start. And the, and that year, the the PJ Tour event wasn't played, right? The golf that's usually in August. Am I correct in that? And it wasn't played. 
it, it was it's usually in the fourth of july week and and you're correct it was it, it it wasn't played and it was to be honest with you tony the scope and and the the rebuild we were at first we were kind of debating on if we if the 2017 uh greenbrier classic would even be a possibility you know because it was uh first we had to get it cleaned up and then rebuild so it was a uh, there were some questions uh uh if we could even have it ready before for the next year's event was was there ever a thought because of the uh, extent of the damage of either completely redesigning or abandoning parts of old white and parts of the meadows no well, on the old white, of course, you know we we weren't going to change any of the routing or any of the the features and any of the things. I think you know with all restorations, uh, you know things settle. Maybe uh, some trees encroach. Uh, there's some probably some things done over the years that maybe not should have been done. So I mean, we knew we were going to be closed for a year. Uh, we had some fairways that on a higher edge of the property that that weren't affected by the flood but since we were going to be closed and we knew we had to redo some of the fairways uh, because of the flooding you know i took that opportunity and convinced the ownership look let's strip get rid of all the old thatch you know so they they let me buy a phrase mower so i stripped all the fairways and we regrassed them you know so um, I took that opportunity to get rid of a hundred years of thatch, you know, that it that it accumulated. <laughs> I mean, if you were going to be down for right. a season, um, you know, and and some of them, and that way, we didn't have some fairways that were, you know, a hundred years old, and some fairways that were brand new. So, um, uh, over the years, like there's been so many grasses that have been planted and overseeded so we had a Heinz 57 mixture of just old colonial bents we had some newer varieties we had a bunch of bermuda uh so i mean it was a hodgepodge so i took that time and and we bought a phrase mower and we did that in-house so really uh, i used my staff we sprayed the fairways a couple times to try to get rid of everything uh, uh, phrase mowed it and, and grew it back in on the greens. You know, we had, I think on the old white, six or seven that were, we knew we had to rebuild because the flood just, you know, infrastructure wise, some of them were destroyed. So we wanted 18 holes that were consistent. So we, we took that opportunity to rebuild them all. The other thing too was, uh, we did have some some of our property that wasn't uh, uh, impacted by the flood uh, immediately, but our water source, uh, you know, the creeks were contaminated, our holding pond, um, you know, it, it had a bunch of silt and other contaminants that were deposited on it. So we had to get all that cleaned up. And here you are in the middle of the summer with no way to water. What didn't get hit by the flood was i knew was going to have a hard road ahead if we could make it through the summer so right it is a lot to deal with i didn't even think of that i mean it, with all this pollution they're talking about these hog farms and these holding areas you know getting released into the water course some of this is going to end up settling like you said in in ponds and on golf courses and and affect the 
the water that they irrigate their courses with. Yeah, exactly. I mean, our, we had a kerosene uh, 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 tank. It was like a 350-gallon kerosene tank that was um, actually in one of our ponds uh, that we draw water out. It was dumb. Now, it luckily, it wasn't uh, punctured, and they were able to pull it out. But, uh, I mean, there were some areas... Uh, that we didn't touch because they weren't right on the golf course and our efforts were trying to get rid of, you know, uh, prep the golf course to get it back. But later that season, you know, uh, tomato tomato plants, corn, I mean, just everything under the sun was popping up weed-wise. And, uh, I mean, <laughs> Is that it, true? It, it was, you had tomatoes and I mean, corn on the golf course? Yeah, I mean, there was on that hole where we did on the two holes that we built the short course, they were actually tomato plants and some corn popped up, you know, uh, uh, just I guess it just washed down from the, the creek. And, you know, there was a hardware store that's half a mile up from property. It it pretty much, uh, you know, got uh destroyed through the flood so i'm sure a lot of that and seeds and whatever came through the creek and was deposited everywhere and, and when you did the regrassing what did you go with on your fairways and your greens i went with uh uh t1 on the fairways uh it's a jacqueline c product and and also uh v8 uh it's a newer variety of bent on the greens uh I had actually uh, started working, and and I, I was a little lucky in that regard. We were I was working towards a project that uh, Lee Trevino, Jack Nicholas, Gary Player, and Arnold Palmer were combining to uh, build a, a 18-hole uh, course on the other side of Oakhurst. So it's it's about four miles from our main resort, but they were working on a project. So I had already started looking at grasses the prior year and greens mixes, green mixes and, uh, you know, different supplies and materials. So I had made a few trips uh, around to look at different types of grasses. So when this happened and we knew that we were going to have to redo things, I was I was kind of a little ahead of the curve because I had been working on that other project and knew what I liked. Uh, I just had to get my other superintendents. I, I wanted them to be comfortable with it, too. So uh, they went out and visited a couple places and liked what they saw. And in your mind, when when were the courses back to the level that of conditioning that people associate the Greenbrier with? Was it... You know, I know that I know you had the PJ Tour event in in 2017, but in your mind, you know, you can be picky on this. And and, and I guess I'm my own worst critic, but I I still don't think we're there yet. Uh, but uh, 2017 was hard because we were still buttoning up some of the work that we didn't get that we didn't get finished. Uh, you know, the fall of 2016 and over the winter. Uh, so 17, we were still trying to button up some of the construction stuff, but, uh, I feel like this year, you know, the start of this season, we were pretty much back to normal. Uh, there's still some areas that, that we've got to do some work on. Uh, the one thing that I have found, even <laughs> some areas that we felt like we didn't have to 
renovate because they weren't badly damaged. There was still a layer of silt that were deposited in some things, and you know uh, you can airify the stew out of it. But once a silt layer is over a piece of property, it's hard to hard to get it all out. Well, that affects your you know when you do have a wet rainy season. That's just another you know thing you have to fight through. So uh, uh, we've we've had to triple airify some areas that uh, to try to get that silt layer out so water can start moving through it. So, I mean, we're still discovering some things that were probably FUD-related that we just haven't, haven't uh, completely had time to, to get it back to normal. It's really amazing, isn't it, when, once the silt gets on a piece of property of how it stays. I've seen that on a few situations, and years later you can still find the silt. It is, it is. Uh, and, you know, I mean, it's uh, what we try to do. We know that the firmer and the faster things can play, that's what people like, and that's what it's easier to take care of. But, you know, it's uh, when you have a low-lying area next to a creek and and, and, and it's as a big silt deposit on it, and, you know, you uh, there's only one way to get it out. You should, um, People will tell you to, you know, you can do it and, in stages and air fight, but it's I've learned it's best just to bite the bullet and tear it up and make sure you get all the sealed out and and uh, start from scratch, so to speak. Right now, has any has there been any flood mitigation above you, if is, or is this something that could actually happen again? You know, well, I hope it does. <laughs> we all pray it does. Have- Right. No, I don't mean to bring up a sore subject, but I'm just wondering, like, what do you prepare? How do you look at it for the future? The state uh, uh, and federal level have uh, have did some stream mitigation. They widened it in certain areas. They've cleaned out some of the rock deposits that and uh, because the hyd- you you can tell uh, since the flood the hydrology of the water in, in our creek it has changed. I think it's changed for a better. I can I know now when we have rain it seems like the water moves through the property a whole lot easier. So uh, we do have a dam that's uh, a few miles upstream from us. It's uh, uh, Tuckahoe. So I know they did some work on that dam. They've they've did some other stream mitigation work as well. Fantastic. Well, listen, we're going to wrap up, wrap this conversation up. Um, I've been spending uh, the last half hour with Kelly Shoemate, the director of golf course uh, maintenance for the Greenbrier Resort, uh, who's kind enough to come on and talk about a difficult situation but i really appreciate your time thank you tony and good luck to all those guys out there uh uh, uh that are facing similar things through the uh the weather latest weather events and, and one thing that i would add is that this industry is tremendous there's a lot of people out there willing to help just pick up a phone people will come run i've learned that so just uh take it one day at a time and 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 don't hesitate to reach out to help we have a great industry and a lot of people are willing to step up and help that's absolutely true isn't it you see that in situations across the country a superintendent or some superintendents that get in some awful uh binds get help from all over the country that's right that's right it is and and i know we couldn't have did it without a lot of people helping us so uh, uh i always tell people when they leave us if they came and volunteered for a week just keep my number and if i can ever return a favor please don't hesitate to ask 
There you go. Maybe you get some uh, emails and phone calls out of this. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. We'll send some people. We have some experience. (laughs) Unfortunately, but yes. Right. You have been listening to the Renovation Report on TurfNet Radio. 